Welcome to episode 387 of the show. We are still on the questions from the Evolve Africa Instagram live session. And don't worry, this isn't going to last for too long. I think before we get to next week, we should be over and done with this. But however, the questions are still valid, so I think we should keep on plodding along. So the next question that uh, Felicia and the good guys at Evolve Africa wanted us to explore was how to keep customers. Now, what I told to them and what I'm going to tell to you guys is that basically keeping customers is the problem of your client retention and client, oh sorry, and customer service processes. So let me repeat that again. Client retention processes and customer service processes. And I know that um, some of you, well, everyone has said of customer service processes, but uh, I'm sure the rest of you are wondering what are client retention processes. But anyway, we'll um, explore some of that as we go along in this episode. Now, when I say that um, keeping your customers boils down to client retention and customer service, I'm making a very big assumption. I'm assuming that your product or service is good or great to begin with because if you have a defective product or service, then you have to go back to step one because this isn't for you. So in other words, if you're a wedding photographer and you don't have decent composition skills, decent framing skills, uh, decent editing skills, then you're, you're in really big, you have a big problem. So customer service skills and customer retention is not going to help you. If you're a wedding planner, you don't have a professional demeanor, you don't have well-trained staff, you're not good at project management skills, and your execution skills are so par, then you have a problem. Customer service is not going to help you out on this one. And then if you're an MC, but you don't have good crowd interaction, you don't have good uh, language skills, uh, comportment, stuff like that, you know, you get the picture. So for uh, customer service skills to work and for client retention processes Um, to be effective you have to be good or great at your underlying um, craft so you have to get good at the basics sorry the basics and then when you've gone past the basics then we cannot worry about client retention processes and customer service processes and all the other protocols that we can decide on so just in case you guys didn't get it when it comes to the quality of service nowadays it's just entry stakes there was a time when your service in itself could be a distinguishing factor but not today and that's because um, information is freely available on the internet. So photographers can learn composition, framing, editing. Planners can learn project management, uh, execution skills. can get certified in lots of things. And MCs can become good at public speaking and all that stuff. So we can learn that from books, um, uh, YouTube, podcasts, and uh, stuff like that. So now, being good is not a distinguishing factor anymore. It's just entry stakes. So let's make sure that we've um, mastered the basics before we get into the business now back to customer service processes and client retention processes these are things that we have to decide on well ahead of time and it's not a good idea to flesh things out as you go or to leave it to employees and your associates to try and figure it out on your own it's something that i've spoken about a lot on the uh, on the podcast no free styling when it comes to sales and marketing now the reason why is because uh, things have to be well thought out and consistently applied over time to get the desired effect. So if you don't think it out, sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not going to work, it's going to be hit and miss. And then there's that thing of consistent application. The best results come when you keep doing things the same way over and over and over and over again. 
so that is how you're going to get the um the best out of the whole process and in fact if you don't decide on this thing ahead of time and you leave people to freestyle sometimes it might actually hurt your business because you might have one employee who is really good at it let's say chukudi or chinasa and chinasa is really good at doing these sorts of things but then tomorrow you have kunle on the phone and then kunle has no skill or aptitude or whatever and then he completely ruins it for um, clients um, for that day so all the good impressions that have been made by chinasa or chinedu or whoever was on the phone last week or yesterday uh, that's going to have a good effect because uh, people usually talk about good service but studies have shown unfortunately um, in the West anyway, but I, I'm willing to bet that it's going to be the same in Nigeria, that people who have negative experiences are going to talk about them more. So, Chinasa and Chinedu can do a good job only for Kunle to come and torch things uh, tomorrow, because tomorrow, next week, next month, however long he's going to be on the phone, if he pisses off uh, 20 people, those 20 people are going to talk to 100 more, and you, know, you can see the downward um, spiraling effect. So think about these things well ahead of time, decide them well ahead of time, think through them, do not let people freestyle. Now what are client retention processes? Uh, I'll leave you guys to come up with yours, but in my own opinion, your client retention process has to work through a couple of things. Number one, you have to have the debrief. You have to make sure that everybody is satisfied when you're done uh, delivering whatever it is that you do. So after you're done with the wedding, I'll leave the timing up to you, but it has to be reasonably soon after you guys carried out the project. So if the client uh, got married in January, let's say January 31st, it'll be, uh, well, if you call them in November to do a debrief, it's, well, it's manageable, but preferably, let's say they, uh, the wedding finished uh, January the 31st and you wanted to give them two weeks to go for their honeymoon and so you call them right around the Valentine's mark, you know, that would be okay. So immediately after the wedding or after they get back from the honeymoon or if you're a wedding photographer or videographer after you have delivered the album, after you shipped it off to them um, and then you get in touch. So you call them up all over the phone or if you're one of those people who don't like the phones and you do email, the process is still the same. Although I am advocating that you do phone or uh, video if you're brave enough um, but if you can't then yeah whatsapp uh, sms and all those other um, text-based media that are not as daunting for you guys so the first point of call is when you reach out to do the debrief you have to be sure that everybody is happy you're trying to figure out what it is that you did right you're trying to figure out what it is that you could have done better now, when you do this, you're going to get some intel. And if you implement this feedback over time, you're going to get a much better user experience. And the better your user experience gets, the more customers are going to stick with you or recommend you to other people. So you can see how this debrief, even if you don't think it solves anything now, is going to make you much better, make your business uh your business uh, product or service and uh, your overall delivery going to get better over time so it's um, invaluable so remember do the debrief figure out what went well what you guys did right what you could have done better what they really like implement the feedback uh, customers stick with you over the long haul and you get uh, more customers to come back um, over time because you improve the user experience then um, where was I Okay, debrief and then implementation. 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, yes. So eventually, you're going to run into some problems, and that is where customer service processes come in, but it's also can be tied into this debrief process because sometimes you're going to reach out to the bride and you're going to say, ah, oh, Kemi, was a blast planning your wedding? I hope you guys had fun. And then Kemi's going to say, fun, okay. uh, That time when you guys were sharing food, uh, it only went to the uh, Ohakwes, but it didn't go to the Adede Jaws. You know, it embarrassed me. It made me like this. It made me like that. And now you know that you have a problem um, on your hands. So what do you do when you have a problem through this uh, debrief experience? Um, this is where your customer service processes uh, snap into effect. So you have to take the initiative to solve the problems when uh, this feedback brings up all these um, negative errors. You have to dive in and come up with ideas on how to fix things. This is not the time to start making excuses to say that the reason why the food got to the uh, Ohakwes but didn't get to the Adedejos is because one uh, Adedejo auntie came and she said this and she said that and she was throwing a fit and then you had to, uh, that's why you had to bring in the bouncer to send her away or you know whatever. This is not the time to try and uh, throw blame here or there. So like I said your customer service processes are closely tied um, to what happens in client retention. Uh, except that usually when people think customer service, uh, they think that there's a problem on hand, and uh, but that doesn't necessarily have to be um, the case. Customer service is not just when things um, go bad. Uh, so pretty much, in my own opinion, customer service and client retention should have the same goal and pretty much the same activities. Now, what are customer service protocols and how do they help you um, keep a customer? Uh, like I said, number one, take responsibility. This is not the time to blame the client. So... Uh, you're the wedding planner. This is not the time to blame her brother, blame her aunt, or uh, blame the village people, or uh, whatever. So take responsibility. Now, when I say take responsibility, usually in my live sessions, I get some people who uh, want to kick back and say that, uh, why should we take responsibility? We are not at fault. And that's a good way to look at it. But let's remember one thing, that taking responsibility is not the same thing as acknowledging fault. The fault can still be that big auntie from the Adedejo's um, from the Adedejo's side. The fault can still be the bride's, but you have to take responsibility to solve the problem. So saying, uh, "I'm sorry for how things turned out," um, that's not the way we do business. It's really regrettable. I take responsibility, and I'm going to make sure that we solve this. To um, we're going to solve this to the best of our ability and make sure that uh, you and your aunt are going to be satisfied. Really sorry for how things turned out. That's not the same thing as saying uh, the fault was all mine. I'm only saying I'm going to take responsibility for fixing it. I'm not making a comment on whose fault it is, even if the fault was actually the bride's or her auntie's. So uh, take responsibility to solve the problem. So that's it. I'm really sorry. Um, that's not how we do business. We take responsibility, we're going to solve the problem. And then number two, you have to acknowledge their pain, show some empathy, and ask for permission and ask questions. So acknowledging pain and showing empathy, uh, some people do this better than others. You know, this is the part where someone like my wife, because my wife is really good at this sort of stuff, will talk about stuff like, oh my God, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, yes, I know how this thing might feel, because during my own wedding, this is what happened, this must have happened, I must have been thoroughly embarrassing. I'm really, really sorry, uh, forgive me. Um, I take responsibility. Don't worry, Kemi. We are going to solve this thing. So, um, the whole idea is to empathize, show that you 
uh, understand, acknowledge their pain. It's not something I do uh, pretty well, so I know that this is something I have to work on, the whole um, empathic part. Uh, but it's essential because people need to know that they have been heard and that they have been acknowledged. Because once they know that they've been heard and they've been acknowledged, it takes off um, some of the edge from the attack. Because this thing has come up and the bride is angry or the groom is angry about how you treated his uncles uh, or about uh, stuff that was missing from the, uh, the, uh, the wedding album or the uh, video footage. So they're really angry and anger is like at 100%. Trying to solve a problem when people are uh, angry 100% is not going to help you much. But if you're able to acknowledge and then things calm down to about 50 or 40%, then with them being calmer, you're going to be able to make some headway. So... Show some empathy and remember to ask permission to ask for some questions. It's okay if I ask you a couple of questions. The reason why this is important is because if you don't ask questions, you're not going to get to the root of what happened and you won't know exactly what to address or the most effective way of addressing the problem. So if you just stay there and then try to blame her aunt, you know, rather apologize, take responsibility, ask a couple of questions, you now get a sense of what it is that happened with her aunt and then uh, how the role of your staff may have um, gone, uh, may have added to the problem, you know, to aggravate the whole situation. Um, so ask questions. You need to get a sense of what are they unhappy about and what was the problem. And then once you have asked a couple of questions, um, acknowledged so they're now a little bit more calm and then they're ready to talk, Oh, by the way, in case you haven't figured it out, this is the reason why I say it's best to do this over the phone. If you're going to do this over WhatsApp, this is going to be a very laborious process of typing back and forth. You type this, you type that, you type this. But if you pick up the phone and you're going through this exercise, you can be done with this in five, you know, ten minutes. If it was a really bad thing, maybe you guys would be on the phone for 15 minutes. But bottom line is you can start the conversation today. And you can make headway today rather than chatting and then the whole process ends up taking four or five days, you know, maybe um, one week. So that's the reason why I advocate the phone when it comes to these um, sorts of things. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yes, now you also have to give clear time frames and uh, you also have to give plans or suggestions for how you're going to resolve the problem. So don't say anything vague like, ah, we are going to uh, dis uh, discipline uh, uh, Temisa, uh, let me handle it, uh, I will get back to you. You have to give clear timelines and say something specific. We're terribly sorry for what it is that happened. I'm going to reach out to your aunt tomorrow evening latest to apologize to her personally for what it is that happened and you know blah 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 since i'm not a wedding planner i don't know what it is that um you guys would recommend for how to solve uh, these sorts of issues so i'm going to leave it at that but bottom line is if an apology to the aunt or to the uncle or to the umuna or whoever if that's going to be on the cards then you have to give a specific time frame don't just say leave it with me i'll get back to you i'll be on top of the, uh, i'll be on top of it uh let me give you feedback later you know blah 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 it's i'm going to call your aunt before tomorrow morning to apologize to her oh this is unacceptable you know what in fact your auntie lives in Gwarin Parabi and no problem that's 30 minutes away just uh, give me her phone number let me call her I'll go and apologize to her myself personally before tomorrow evening latest so in that case there's something that you have proposed and you've given a specific time frame now remember 
I'm not a wedding planner. I do not handle these sorts of things. So I do not know the best ways about how these things are supposed to be resolved. So I am not recommending that this is what you do in all situations. I'm just freestyling uh, here. And this is one of the benefits of um, live uh, sessions with um, my clients. And this is one of the reasons why if I'm handling any of the sessions for you, I'm going to insist that you are there in the room. Because if I'm talking to you guys and you people are wedding planners, you are the ones who are going to know what means of redressing are workable and what are not. So I'll just be there to guide uh, the whole uh, process. And so that's the reason why I insist uh, these trainings. So just like with the last one that we did, uh, the last one that I mentioned to you guys for uh, the real estate company, the Kairos real estate company, I insisted that the sales manager has to be there because when we're working through these um, particular um, uh, issues, these particular scenarios, I need to have one of the bosses there or the professionals because I'm not a real estate professional to be able to say, no, actually, when we're trying to solve XYZ in real estate, this is how it's supposed to be done. And then I now bring my own knowledge of um, handling conversations and sales processes to show how uh, the best way to smooth it out. So, uh, yeah, I'm not advocating that this is what you do, but I'm just running with the um, scenario. Then uh, when you are done, remember you've given uh, a specific time frame and you've given a plan for how you're going to resolve this. Give updates as soon as you have them. So if you've spoken to uh, Auntie uh, Adidejo and things went well or things didn't go too well, you know, give updates as soon as you have them. Now, this one might sound controversial, but I'm one of those who believes that I don't have any updates and I don't know why there is a delay. I think that is also an update rather than just keeping quiet. Because I've been in that situation where we had a client um were going to was supposed to deliver the wedding album had been delivered because that was produced in Lagos and so that was totally within our own control. But the custom frames were produced outside the country, they were produced in Salt Lake uh, Salt Lake City in America and that was the time when the Nigerians' uh, custom service went on strike, and so the flash drives were trapped in Lagos. And uh, I think it was a union um, issue. I don't think custom members are supposed to be able to uh, be members of a union, but that's another point. Uh, that's another thing from a legal point of view. And I, I fancy, uh, I'm interested in these sorts of things because my first background was in law. So when I hear that customs officers go on strike and police officers go on strike and stuff like that, there are wider policy issues to be um, explored. But anyway, that's beyond the scope of the podcast. So where are we? Okay, yeah, so um, at that time, uh, yeah, at some point, I have absolutely no idea why the process is being stalled. I mean, I don't have any updates. can also be an update. It's better than keeping quiet for one week and then the bride is getting angry and she's getting pissed off and she thinks you guys have dropped the ball and then she sees on Instagram that you shot somebody else's wedding and she's like, oh, no wonder you shot Dangote's uh, daughter's wedding. You're collecting millions. So the 200K, the 300K that she paid you is not money. And then she's getting angry and really angry. So calling up to say, I don't have an update is actually better than nothing. Although in my own case, like I said, uh, when I recommended earlier that we should always have a plan, I called up to say no updates, but I also had a plan. I was like, I have somebody in Lagos. Let me just have him um, go over to uh, a papa. Let's see if we can find out anything. And the bride, uh, she was real reasonable. She was like, no, it's okay. No, Hala, this is a national thing. Everybody knows what's up. Um, when the strike gets resolved, uh, I'm sure 
uh, everything can be delivered and there won't be any problem. Oh, besides, we love the wedding album, blah, 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 blah. And that's how we smooth uh, things out. So give updates as soon as you have. And I am one of those who believes that I'm sorry I have no updates and I don't know what's wrong. It's also an update. It's better than being quiet. Um, if I run into someone else, a customer service professional, and they have better ways about giving updates when you have no updates to give, I'll be sure to share with you guys on the podcast. Then, um, whenever you make proposals, you have to gain buy-in for your proposal. You have to gain permission or some sort of agreement. So, if you say you're going to go and uh, apologize to Auntie, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the name I, I used. Did I say Adedejo? Okay. Anyway, you have to go and rep- you want to apologize to uh, Big Aunt. You have to be sure that that's okay. So, you know, you ask. I'm a little bit formal, so uh, I probably would say something like, um, is that okay with you? Or would your auntie have a problem with that? But it's something that you have to flesh out, given um, your relationship with your client, um, with the bride, and uh, the kind of rapport that uh, you guys have. And like I said in earlier episodes, because um, my video guy, Shogun, is a Yoruba guy, and uh, there are times when he falls into Yoruba whenever we're dealing with um, uh, Yoruba folk, especially if they've been vibing really well. So if that's how you guys have been vibing, you've been vibing in Hausa, you've been vibing in Yoruba, it's okay for this conversation to happen in Yoruba, in Hausa, in Igbo, in Tiv, uh, in, in Gas, uh, in you know whatever language it is. It doesn't have to be English, it doesn't have to be formal. So gain some buy-in and then go ahead and uh, put, the, the, uh, put the plan in play. Then after that, we have to do another debrief again to be sure that everybody is happy with how we um, resolved uh, the problem. So I'm sure as you can see that it's not a linear process. It can be quite circular sometimes, starting, going through, resolve one problem, resolve two, resolve three. But eventually... Um, these are good processes to adopt and the goal of client retention and customer service is to be sure that you have a satisfied client. So that's why we're doing all this um, back and forth. Now, why is it important to be sure that they're satisfied? I've hinted at it earlier and just in case you guys didn't pick on that, I'll repeat it. The reason why we're trying to make sure that we have a satisfied client is because it is only when we have a satisfied client, a happy client, or at least where the client can see that we're not total um, jackasses and that we are competent and we're professionals. It's only when we get to this point that we can ask them for referrals. Is there anybody else, you know, who's getting married, who could use uh, our services? Uh, overhead, the bridesmaids, when you are talking with the bridesmaids, Nika is getting married in December. Uh, can I have a phone number so I can reach out to her? You know, all those conversations where you're looking for referrals. That can only happen when people are happy. If the bride is angry about what happened with her big aunt, or the groom is uh, angry because of what happened uh, with his uncles, he will say, yeah, 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 I'll send you the number. But he's not going to send it. And by the time you ask two or three times, the groom's going to be thinking, can you imagine the nerve on this guy? I mean, after the rubbish that they pulled, he wants me to now give them uh, uh, Kunle's phone number. For what? So they can now go and mess, uh, mess him up. Uh, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. So make sure everybody's happy and satisfied. Then we can ask for referrals. Then we can ask for repeat business. And we can also ask for permission to stay in touch with them. And that is what will allow us to periodically um, inform them when we have new stuff. To say, hey, what's up, buyer? How are you doing now? Blah, blah, blah. How's madame? How's the kids? Oh, by the way, it's not just uh, wedding videos that we do now. We've started doing documentary work. You know, I know that you work with UNICEF. So, yeah, that's the kind of things you do. We work, we've done some work for British Council, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
can I send you and your boss a proposal? You know, all those conversations, basically, when you're expanding your products and your services, that is what is going to um, allow you to uh, keep in touch when, sorry, ask for permission to keep in touch when we're sure that we have a um, satisfied um, client. So that basically is how we uh, keep our customers and not just to keep them, but by getting other people to... Um, come do business with us as well, get referrals from them. Because the goal isn't just to keep um, the clients that we have, but to get them to bring others along for the ride. And this is your introduction. I'll have to wrap it up because we've done 25 minutes now. This is, when, this is your introduction, basically, to our client retention processes and customer service processes, what they are all about. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales and business consultant, Tavishima George Aede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.